Disclaimer, the views and opinions and content expressed on this podcast is informational only, not a substitute for seeking a medical professional for your medical care and treatment.
sometimes uh, the physician may give you a, a steroid medication, which helps reduce swelling. Medications that work on your immune system also can be given. We call these types of medication biologic medications. So we can give Humira, uh, Remicade, Stelera. Uh, all of these medications are, if you follow in with a primary care provider in, in their uh, in their practice, these are the type of medications that may be prescribed to you. But for most people, symptoms improve after just a few weeks of treatments. But if your symptoms don't get better, of course, we have to uh, treat you, uh, you know, uh, give the therapies for maybe a longer period of time. Uh, is surgery an option? Well, when medications don't work, there are two types of surgeries that can be done. Surgery to remove the colon, the rectum, and the anus, which is very, very uh, uh, invasive and very expensive. People who have this surgery can no longer have bowel movements in the, in the normal way. Instead, their bowel movements come out through a hole in their belly, and we call this a colostomy. Um, a plastic bag catches, catches the waste, and it has to be uh, um, emptied out, the stool emptied out from the bag. Surgery can also remove just your colon, colon and the rectum. After this surgery, the doctors reconnect the small intestine to the anus. So people who have this surgery can have bowel movements in the normal way. That is um, when you have to look to surgical uh, as the, the, that's the last resort. This is not um, something that is, uh, these particular type of surgeries are have to, have to be taken into consideration with the the patient, the provider, and what's best for their family members. But just to briefly recap ulcerative colitis, um, this particular uh, disease or condition that's happening in your colon sometimes can be genetic. It can run in families, uh, suggesting that there's a genetic component. Uh, however, only about 10 to 25 percent of people with ulcerative colitis have a first-degree re relative, either a sibling or a parent with inflammatory bowel disease. You also can be at a higher risk, meaning this could be causing the problems with your colon. When a person has a genetic uh, predis uh, predisposition, you're exposed to a certain trigger, such as an infection, antibiotics, or something in the environment. It can activate your immune system to actually attack your colon lining. Uh, when this happens, the immune system recognizes the lining of the colon as foreign and attacks it, leading to inflammation. So in addition, ulcerative colitis can present as a person quit, it, it can also happen after a person quit smoking. So there's no single factor that's, that has been proven to be a known trigger in all situations, but know that there are triggers. Uh, once again, some of the symptoms uh, that I explained to you earlier that can be, uh, you, we see in ulcerative colitis is diarrhea. That's one of the major, major key indicators. There's diarrhea and it can have blood or it can have mucus in it. And a lot of the pain that the people have is not only in their abdomen, but it's also in their rectal area, okay? 
So the symptoms can be mild, they can be moderate, they can be severe, and they can fluctuate over time. People uh, can have periods of active symptoms called flares. So, uh, but when the symptoms are, are under control and the colon is not inflamed, the ulcerative colitis is considered to be in remission. Um, and once again, because the symptoms can be mild, moderate, or severe, we treat uh, your symptoms based on the severity of your symptoms. We, we uh, treat the condition based on the severity of your symptoms. So with mild disease, people may say that they have a diarrhea up to maybe four times a day. Uh, they might have mild crampy abdominal pain. They may be straining with bowel movements and they may have bouts of constipation. People with moderate disease may say that they have up to four uh, bloody, they may have bloody diarrhea up to four times a day. They probably are feeling weak, tired. They may be tired because it, they have anemia due to blood loss and they can have mild to moderate abdominal pain and even have low grade fevers. But people with severe uh, symptoms, these are the ones that we, we will probably see in the emergency room moderate to severe people because not only on top of the anemia, uh, they're running low-grade fevers, they may have infectious uh, process happening as well. They're having a lot of diarrhea, up to six or more a day. So they're dehydrated, they're having abdominal pain and crampiness, they're having fast heartbeats, weight loss. So these are people that we have to treat immediately, okay, with IV fluids, maybe even a blood transfusion and the medication therapy that I talked about earlier. So for people who are having non-bowel symptoms, meaning that uh, they just have the inflammation of the colon, uh, it can affect their large joints, maybe the hips and the knees causing swelling and pain. It can affect their eyes, the skin, bowel ducts, uh, all of this. Uh, these symptoms, um, are treated differently and there are flares, but we can give the, the medication that I talked about earlier. And I've already talked about how we confirm the diagnosis and it's with colonoscopies and sigmoidoscopies. Um, and uh, as such, that those are the type of uh, ways that we diagnosed it. Um, and uh, I did not mention as far as you know, I did talk about the, the medication therapies that we do give, but we also stress uh, diet uh, because eating a well-balanced, nutritious diet can help you feel good and keep your body having a healthy weight. And there's no specific types of diet that's been proven to give you uh, relief of your symptoms, but we do notice that certain foods may make your symptoms worse. So we try to say to avoid dairy products like milk, yogurt, cheese, um, eat a low fiber diet if possible, um, because it's reasonable to avoid these foods to um, so that they won't exacerbate your symptoms, okay? Um, also, avoiding medications that may worsen your symptoms. Some medications like uh, uh, the pain relieving medications that can contain non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, such as ibuprofen, Advil, Motrin, Aleve, they are not usually recommended if you have ulcerative colitis. They can worsen your symptoms. So you may want to take another type of pain reliever like Tylenol, okay? Because uh, the um, 
they sh you know uh, the Tylenol won't actually exacerbate your uh, inflamed colon. So treatment for mild to moderate symptoms, if you have a rectal pain, rectal bleeding, mild diarrhea, uh, we normally give oral therapy, some topical medications to apply to your rectum. And like I said, that medication, um, a uh, uh another, the, the shorter acronym is 5-ASA, um, which is amino salicylic acid. That's what the ASA means, amino salicylic acid, okay? So we give those to help reduce inflammation in the rectum and the colon. Um, and steroids, like I said before, these medications and the treatment is like several, we give it for several weeks to um, maybe sometimes you may have to take it for four to six weeks until your symptoms resolve. Uh, however, if you're having these uh, type of conditions, for people who have ulcerative colitis, we typically have a gastroenterologist that we consult to see these patients because they will have uh, the patients on these therapies um, and order the steroids and, and such. And we'll definitely, you know, make sure we treat any underlying causes that have been a result from your ulcerative colitis symptoms, like IV, you know, giving you IV fluids. So you, because you, you're dehydrated from all of the fluid losses from the diarrhea, you're not eating, you're not drinking, we're giving you fluid through your IV. We're also treating you if you're anemic from blood loss, we're giving you blood transfusions and such. So this is what we do, um, and uh, this is a, a condition that we see once a patient is having very severe symptoms, we'll see these people in the emergency room, and this is how we go forward with treatment. So thank you for joining in. I appreciate you listening to this podcast and look forward to giving you more information. Take care. Bye. If you enjoyed this content, be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Help Me Holiday on our social media platform or email me with questions at helpmeholiday at gmail.com.